Hey, everybody, if you want to tell the world something or sell the world something, head on over to Squarespace because they're going to help you build the website of your dreams. Say you want to sell some custom merch. Well, you can set up your online store, whether you sell physical, digital, or service products. Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. So go to squarespace.com stuff right now, and you will face a free trial. And when you get ready to launch, use our offer code STUFF, and then you'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. How could you go wrong with Squarespace? Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh. There's Chuck. Jerry's floating around out there somewhere, and Dave C. is here in spirit. So the gang is all ready to go with Short Stuff. Let's talk about funerals, baby. Let's talk about you being dead. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that happen to your head after you die. Yeah. Man, we should just stop and end this episode because it'll be the best episode in the history of the show. All right. Well, that's it for short stuff, everybody. <laughs> short stuff is out. Oh, wait. We got to stop for an ad break. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, so we're talking about funerals, and we've talked a little bit about this stuff over the years in our death suite, and I think we actually did one on things to do with a dead body way back in the day. Oh, yeah, we've talked a lot about this kind of stuff. But the notion uh, that we're tackling today is that since the 1960s and up until the 1960s, Americans, uh, and especially American Christian people, had one kind of funeral, and that was largely dictated um, AKA shoved down our throats by the funeral industry. If you wanted to fit in in America, you had to to be presented upon your death in a certain way. And that meant being embalmed, put in a suit or dress, whatever your preference was, um, and be presented in a casket, usually open for like your friends and family to dress in black and come kind of grieve over you. And it was a very solemn, unhappy affair. What was the, when was the last time, not to get too personal, but that you had to go to an open casket, uh, casket scene? I, I don't remember, honestly. Um, it's been a while I, for me. Yeah, I, I genuinely don't remember because it is kind of like old school, you know, but, you know, it still happens every once in a while. I don't remember, Chuck, but I mean, I have been ever since I was a little kid. My mom was like, it's time for you to learn about death. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm only two. She's like, yeah, it's a little late, frankly. Yeah, all I know is the last few that I've been to, and in fact, most that I've ever been to, which haven't been that many, uh, I have always just been like, you know, like, do you want to go up and say goodbye to your grandmother? And I've always been like, nope, I've, I've done that in my head, in my heart. So I, I do not need to go see that weird, powdery, waxy figure that looks nothing like her in real life. <laughs> do you want to go smell grandma's hair one last time? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I've never been into it, and, and we're both kind of on record with that over our shows over the years. But uh, this whole thing uh, started to kind of change with a book in 1963 that I kind of want to read now from yeah. Jessica Mitford called The American Way of Death, where she really kind of exposed um, the U.S. funeral home industry as being not so great. Yeah, basically she she portrayed it as a, an entire industry built around taking um, advantage of people in a really predatory way yeah. uh, during a, a really um, 
uh, vulnerable moment when they're grieving, when they're at their weakest, these these skells come in and start being like, well, of course you need this, and the deceased would want that. And, the platinum and package. Cha-ching, 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 <laughs> right? They've yeah. got like the the cash register dollar sign cartoon wolf eyes. Um, that's basically how she portrayed it. It was a really, um, I think she wrote an article at first and it got very little attention and then it was turned into a book. I think she went on TV and it ended up becoming a book and, and really had a huge effect on how people viewed funerals from that point on. Yeah, and I guess maybe we should just caveat this now and say if we have listeners that work in the funeral industry, we're not coming after you here. This was a book that was written in the 1960s, and we realize it's a business, a for-profit business, and upselling is part of that business. And it just takes on a bit of a, I guess, sort of an untoward feeling when it's dealing with people while they're grieving, but that's Mm -hmm. also the business you're in. So I'm not just, I'm not slamming you if you work for, I have one across the street. They're very nice people. I live across from a funeral home that's lovely. Mm -hmm. But um, having said that, stop it. No, things have changed a lot (laughs) over the years. Uh, In the 1960s, (laughs) the cremation rate was 3%. Right. And uh, which is astounding. And now it's 51 percent and it's going to go up to about 57 or 58 percent by 2022, it seems like. Yeah. And that, that was a big effect that Mitford had with her book, The American Way of Death. It was like like you just did not get cremated before then. And then all of a sudden and she, by the way, she she uh, had a very cheap funeral, including being cremated. Um, I read that she spent less than. I think $800 in today's dollars. Oh, nice. Um, on her own funeral. Um, but but because of this, it kind of made it like okay to not go through all this rigmarole and to not even like preserve the body. And I was reading about that, preserving the body. Like there's this idea that, um, that had been around for a really long time. Like I don't know if it was so that you looked your best when when – God tell, told everybody to stand up in their graves and be judged or <laughs> what? Peter. But apparent, yeah, yeah, that guy. But apparently it was um, Abraham Lincoln that really kicked off the American trend for embalming. Um, he had his son embalmed. He was a big devotee of embalming. And then when he was embalmed and he made a whistle-stop tour after death, that was like the first time a lot of Americans ever saw an embalmed body. And like it basically started this trend that lasted for a good century or more. Yeah, so let's take a break, and we'll talk about kind of uh, how this cultural shift fit in with all the other cultural shifts that were happening in the 1960s right after this. Hey there, are you thirsty? Well, before you take a sip, have you stopped to think about what's in your water? Many conventional bottled waters contain PFAS, harmful substances known as forever chemicals. But you can drink water as clean as nature intended. Richard's rainwater collects 100% pure, refreshing drops of rain. Yes, it really is rain, everybody. This rain is caught clean before it hits the ground or becomes polluted with pesticides and contaminants commonly found in groundwater. Yep, Richard's rainwater is naturally pure with no need for harsh chemicals or additives. That means no added fluoride, no chlorine, no forever chemicals, no microplastics, no nothing. 
and you can enjoy the clean taste of Richard's still rainwater and the long-lasting cold-pressured bubbles of Richard's sparkling rainwater. Just visit richardsrainwater.com to find a retailer near you. That's richardsrainwater.com. And we even have a special offer, don't we, Josh? Yeah, text STUFF to 2512-928887, and you'll get $2 off a 12-pack case of Richard's rainwater. Sip the sky. Hey everybody, we're here to tell you about Viator, a tool that you can use to plan and book travel experiences around the world. That's right. The Viator app and website make it easy to explore 300,000 plus travel experiences so you can discover what's out there no matter where you're traveling or what you're interested in. Yep, Viator can help you plan better travel experiences. 300,000 plus travel experiences to choose from means you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. That's right. You can also enjoy real traveler reviews to get insider information from people who've already been on the experience that you're considering. Plus, you get free cancellation that helps you plan for the unexpected. Yeah, and Viator offers 24-7 customer service, so you know you'll get support at any hour if things aren't going as planned. So download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find the perfect travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, so 1960s come along. This book is written in the early 60s. The uh, counterculture arrives. People start doing drugs, start exploring different kinds of spirituality, uh, including what they think about the afterlife. Mm -hmm. And sort of one of the natural things that happened was funerals started to change a little bit to compare, you know, to kind of lean toward more what we think of them uh, today in today's terms. Yeah, that was a big part of it. You know, this this idea of, um, you know, taking acid and, and thinking about being embalmed is not, they don't really go hand in hand, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. It's a really easy way to decouple yourself from the traditional ideas yeah. of funerals is to take LSD. I only inject heroin into my body, ban, <laughs> not <laughs> right. uh, formaldehyde. Exactly. <laughs> so um, that was a big part of it in addition to Mitford's book. I think her book came at a really, like, good time. Totally. Like, I think it had an impact because the, the general... Um, awakening of people and the movement away from religion in a lot of ways, not necessarily away from spirituality, but, um, you know, there's this guy that's interviewed in this How Stuff Works article who uh, is the, um, I think, the dean of religious studies at Emory University. So he's like big wig, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Gary Lauderman. And he points out that um, that if you are talking about religion, like religion's bread and butter, it's basic business is death in the afterlife. So it has all sorts of um, ideas and and, um, very clear guidelines about how you're supposed to behave upon death and how your body's supposed to be treated upon death. And if you're religious, you follow those. But if, uh, as a country, America started to get less and less religious, those kind of um, constrictions fell away too. Yeah. And, you know, the idea that... um the other thing, a big thing that's changed and, and changed things funeral-wise is it used to be very vague in your will. Like, funerals were just kind of done one way. So when you died, that was expected. And starting in the 60s and definitely in the past couple of decades, people have gotten way, way more specific in their 
what they want, like for their own funeral arrangements. And it's leaned more toward, and they've even changed the nomenclature from funeral service uh, to memorial service, and then eventually the celebration of life. And things have just gotten a lot less rigid, a little lighter and more celebratory. Mm-hmm. Like, don't wear black. I want you to play, you know, craft uh, work. And I want alcohol served, and I want it to be outdoors and scatter my ashes in my favorite you know, dog park. And then, Chuck, so if you're if you're running a funeral home these days, you're trying to keep up with this crazy, changing, wacko time um, for how funerals are carried out, or sorry, celebrations of life are carried out. Um, you you have to kind of get more creative now than you you did before. Uh, and I came across a blog post on funeral one.com or funeralone.com depending on how you want to say it and it's i think like 20 something creative ideas for a, a funeral one of them number 10 really sticks out to me they now they point out as long as it, it wasn't a tragic death you can insert a bit of humor by um ha- passing out mad libs <laughs> for, for people to create about the about the deceased okay Sure. And I think it's smart of them to caveat that as long as it wasn't a tragic loss, because that definitely does kind of change the tone of something. Even today, even in today's, you know, whacked out, alcohol-fueled uh, celebrations of life, if it's a, a tragedy that, that led to the death, it's, it's still going to be pretty somber. This is typically for things like, um, you know, somebody who, um, who, I don't know, where their death wasn't wasn't a tragedy. I don't think there's really any other way to put it. Yeah. What else you or got? Or create, create, number 14, create a memorial hashtag. <laughs> okay. Hashtag They're, too soon. They, they give an example. <laughs> hashtag remembered Grandma Smith. Okay. But they've shortened Grandma to GMA. All right. So it could also be remembered Good Morning America Smith. <laughs> I think it, we settled on, uh, I know you've changed your mind since then, but you were going to be shot out of a cannon or something. Yeah. And then... I was always into the sky burial, and Emily was just like, nah. Like, I, I'll, I'll yeah. make you into a tree, but I don't, I don't want vultures eating you, for God's sakes. Sky burial is pretty hardcore, man, for sure. Um, yeah, I used to to, to really be uh, into myself, <laughs> so I wanted to be shot out of a can, and now I'm like, I think I'd just rather be cremated and spread somewhere nice. <laughs> okay. So uh, I've got one more for you. Yeah, what you got? Um, number 17, celebrate life fun with bubbles so you know mm. basically what they're saying is the funeral industry has gone into the wedding industry right and wedding reception industry and said we could translate a lot of these to these celebrations of life because they're both celebrations and that's kind of where we're at with funerals right now that's right there's no wrong way to do it if you are still into an open casket and that traditional funeral service there are certainly um, businesses that can accommodate that and we're not going to yuck anyone's yum even in death no, we're not, unless unless you fall for number 18, which is to host icebreaker games, which it doesn't matter whether it's a corporate function, a wedding, or a funeral. Icebreaker games are horrible yeah, to true. everybody across the board. Just yeah. don't do that. No we'll one wants you to for go that. out like that. Yeah. Uh, well, ch- since Chuck said we'll judge you for that, that means that short stuff is done and short stuff is out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.